You're listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast for drivers who want to be calm and confident on the road. We will be sharing tips, stories and advice to beat driving nerves and anxiety and build your driving confidence. Whether you are just starting out as a learner or have had your driving license for years, if you want to transform how you feel about driving, this podcast is for you. In this episode, we thought we would talk about driving automation. This isn't a subject that was originally on our planned list of things to talk about in podcast episodes. But last week, we attended an event at Nottingham Trent University, focusing on training needs for young drivers. And there was a real focus on driving automation. And so that got the cogs whirring and got us interested in the subject. So, Kev, what thoughts did you come away with from last week's event? Well, I found it really interesting in respect of where we are at the moment and what is in the future for us. How close are we to be able to get into a car and be able to put in our destination and let the car take over? And quite happy to say that's a long way off from that happening. But also how much automation is already in the cars that we could be using that is fitted and but we don't use it as the manufacturers designed it to be used so i was really interested um to find out basically where we are now and what we can do as trainers to help our students clients with the automation that's already in the cars that we have yeah i don't mind admitting that idea of getting in a car and just letting it take you somewhere on the one hand actually that feels great but on the other hand that feels really really scary as a driver doesn't it yeah and it's actually happened I was doing some driver training for a person that had just got a brand new Tesla and he had you know someone show him how it worked and he said would you like to see it so I said yeah go on then so I'm sitting in the passenger seat and we was on a, an industrial estate so there was not a lot of traffic but the car went into autopilot and because the person sitting next to me was not in control of the car, I felt scared. I didn't really expect to feel that way because I didn't expect me to be a control freak. And when someone's driving me, I like them to have on hands on the steering wheel. And he wasn't. But the car went round bends, it went round a roundabout and it stopped again on the side of the road, which is again, just really scary. Yeah, and the incredible thing about that, and I didn't realise this until last Friday's event, is that there are six levels of driving automation. And actually, a Tesla at the moment is only at level two of the automated process. So there are still three more levels to go before we get to that point where you literally just jump in this new vehicle takes you somewhere without you having to do a thing. So we've got a long way to go before we get to that point if a Tesla is a level two. Yeah, and you mentioned there's six levels. It starts from zero where there's no automation at all. You know, the driver is in full control and it goes up one, two, three, four, up to level five where you can basically sit in the car, put your destination in and then read a book. You don't need to do anything. The car will be in full control. That is a long way off, we found out, which is good in my my eyes. It's good. But it's interesting to see where they're going with this automation in driving. 
Yeah, and it really got us thinking, didn't it? So we won't concentrate too much on those high levels of automation because it's a long way away. But the research that's been done, it really is around training interventions. So the research is all about what training will need to be put in place for this to happen. And also the research is about what would need to be done to get people to accept it. So what do you need to do for people to become confident in these systems to be able to move through the different levels? And the overwhelming message that came back from the research last week is that there is a lot of training that will be needed in order for these levels to happen. So I can't remember the exact quote. They used a quote that was saying that the paradox of automation is that the more complex or sophisticated the automation is, the more need there is for training in the human being who needs to control the automation. Yeah, exactly. I quite like the the fact it was really nice the way it was put, but it's down to the training. And I think we have so many automation devices on our car at the moment, but a lot of people are scared to use them or they don't know what they do or they don't even know they're fitted to the car that they're driving. So as trainers, I think we need to do more with that. And this is something I'm going to be developing more in our training, just to have a play so people can get that sense of what does it feel like to have cruise control on as a simple one and taking your feet away from the pedals, but the car still moving. But it's all done in a controlled environment. We've got Jules controls to be able to take control, but give you that experience and training so that when you come to drive on your own, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, and I can completely relate to that because I have quite an old car and I have no levels of automation in my car at all. But for example, in your car, you have cruise control. So that fits in at level one of driver assistance. It's a driver assistance aid and that fits into level one on the automation levels. So I wouldn't have a clue how to use cruise control because I've just never experienced it. I've never had a car that has any of those systems. I'm even a little bit scared of your handbrake because you don't have a proper handbrake. So there is definitely a confidence thing in there, isn't there, about using these new systems, using any new technology that can help you. Yeah, and you mentioned handbrake, which is different to the normal handbrake, but it's basically the same. It just helps you. But that's not until you've had a go of it. Yeah. That's not until you've experienced it that you actually realise, oh, it does that. Or, oh, I can use it manually if I want to. You can. So these sort of things need to be expressed in lessons or when you pick up a new car, if you've already passed your test, get the people to show you what they are. What does it do? How does it work? And then when you go to use them on your own, make sure the area is safe for you to do it. So don't do it around the M25 and start playing with a car and think, what's going on? You know, so make sure you're in a controlled environment yourself when you need to play with these things. But again, when do you use these automation devices that we've got? I mean, I've mentioned speed limits, but most people that I train, especially fleet trainers, when we go into companies and train their drivers, they will use it on roadworks. And they find it absolutely fantastic where the speed limit is 50 miles an hour in the roadworks on the motorway. They can put the cruise control on, set it at 50 miles an hour, and it's fantastic. They just stay at that speed so they know that they're not breaking the speed limit, which is fantastic because, they, again, they're using their technology in the car. 
The other one is speed limiters. So a speed limiter is basically where you cannot go over a certain speed. You can set it in your car, say 30 miles an hour. If you're in a 30 mile an hour zone, you can set the speed limiter at 30. And no matter how much you put your foot on that accelerator pedal, the car will not go above that speed that you've set it at. So you could put your foot full to the floor in third gear and try and go over 30, but it just won't. So again, these are all devices to help you use them properly. But when do we use them and how do we use them? Again, lessons or getting familiar with it. And this seems really obvious, doesn't it? Because particularly something that helps you maintain a speed and keep the correct speed. I mean, this is multi-purpose, isn't it? Because one, you want to be remaining at the right speed so that you don't get a ticket or points on your license. But more importantly, we know that speed is one of the biggest factor when it comes to road deaths. So anything that can improve safety and help on that has got to be a good thing. So the idea of actually, if I had that on my car, then now that I've thought about it, that would push me to find out more about it. So when I do get a vehicle with those sorts of assistance systems on them, then it's going to be important for me to read up on them, find out more about them. And then, like you say, have a little practice in the correct environment. Yeah, and going back to the motorway, if everybody had cruise control, and set their cars at 50 miles an hour, in theory, I say in theory, no one should have a crash because you will be traveling at the same speed. So it seems simple to me in some ways, but scary in others, because we also know not everybody does. They like to go a little bit faster. So we not all set our speed limits at 50, it might be 51 or 52, or it might be 48, 49. So again, we're all different. We all use things differently. So again, it's quite interesting. But where they're designed to help you, what I also think is these systems can also cause us stress. And one of the automation devices that I find really helpful, but at the same time, probably the most anxious that people get with is parking sensors. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, and it goes faster and faster. And what happens when you hear beeping getting faster and faster, it makes your heart go. And people get stressed and they just panic again. So these sort of things are designed to help, but they could actually cause us more stress. And what have we done to actually help that? It's in lessons. Put them on. Put them on so you find that you get used to it and you can find out when it changes from white to amber and then red means you're really, really close. But when you stop in amber, get out of the car and have a look to see how close that actually is. Some cars have got cameras fitted, so it's, it's a lot easier. But if it hasn't got a camera fitted and you're just using the sensors, still get out and have a look. Because they're designed to help you, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know how close you are. Yeah, I mean, that sound is designed as a warning. So it is designed to trigger a response in you. And I guess there's some work there on the mindset of not every warning is life or death. It doesn't have to trigger a stress response. So just training yourself a little bit and becoming familiar with it. And I really like that idea of getting out and having a look. So when you're in orange, you know roughly how far away you are. So how much of a warning is it? How stressed do you need to be? But also say to yourself, that is a warning sign for me. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to stop 
confirm my surroundings and then be able to continue or what I might actually even do is correct it. I might go forward again and then reverse again. There's nothing wrong with that. So again, use them there to help you, but at the same time, don't let them control you. You're still in control of the car. Yeah, brilliant. So if this is helpful or you want to find out information, please get in touch. If you've got something on your car that you don't know, um, get in touch with us. Use the manuals in your car, although some of those are online now, so even harder to get, get in to have a look at. But again, find out what they do. Find out what your car's got fitted to it and become familiar with it and use them. The more you use them, the better, and hopefully you'll become familiar with them so it becomes easier and less stressful to actually use them and use them in the way they were designed to help you. Yeah, definitely. And it, and like you say, the more you use something, it might start off feeling a little bit challenging, but the more you become familiar, the more you do it, the more that's going to slip into your comfort zone until you reach a point where you're thinking, gosh, why wasn't I using it before? It's so much easier than the old manual way. Exactly. Lovely. Well, like Kev says, hope that's been helpful. And if you're interested in learning more about the different levels of automation, there is a web page which explains all the levels really nicely. So we'll pop a link to that in the show notes. If you have any questions or stories, or if you'd like to get in touch, then our contact details are also in the show notes, as always. And until next time, have a great day, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast. If you would like to access any of our free tools, go to confidentdrivers.co.uk forward slash free tools and begin to transform how you feel about driving.